Thanks for tuning in to today's Horsewoman podcast. Our show explores women in the horse industry as they share their dreams, challenges, successes. What drives these women? Well, let's find out. Hi, this is Rose Cushing, and I'm the host of today's Horsewoman podcast. And our guest today is Michelle Luffman. And Michelle owns a gypsy vanner breeding farm called New River Vanners. So I know you're going to love learning all about this magnificent breed and this magnificent woman. So, Michelle, tell us a little bit about you first, and we'll get started. Okay, Rose. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, and I really appreciate it. Um, I am, um, I was born and raised on a farm, so uh, grew up in the farm life, live in Sparta, North Carolina, and um I work full-time as a HR manager, but I also farm just about full-time, too, uh, with the help of my parents, uh, Gerald and Kay Luffman, and uh, my son, Caleb, and um, my boyfriend, Billy. We all uh, try to keep the farm going. Um, We have currently got uh, 27 Gypsy Vanners, and we specialize in, in breeding them, so breeding and raising babies. Baby horses are just so cool. I would, I would be so hard to part with one of them. But your, yours are so beautiful. Now, what got you interested in Gypsy Banners? Well, um, my daughter, who now lives in Philadelphia, um, and I went to uh, Briar Fest up in Kentucky, which is a model horse um, mm-hmm. uh, convention. And that's the first time I laid my eyes on a Gypsy, and I was just taken taken away just took my breath away with all the feather and the hair and I was just like oh my gosh they are just gorgeous and I love the size of them too because most of them are in the you know 13 to 14 and a half 15 hand size so you know little smaller draft horse so um and they were just so sweet and so uh people friendly that I was like, oh my gosh, I've set my sights on it. I've got to have one of these. So it all started from that. I went to a a feathered classic horse show in Williamston. And I thought that I wanted a Frisian and God knows they're beautiful, but they're high strung and they're, you know, they're kind of fierce and I'm an old lady now. And then the gypsies came by and I was like, what are you doing? You do not want a Frisian. A gypsy would be the thing to be on your bucket list because their their temperament is just wonderful. Amen to that. They are just, they're just like big puppy dogs. And I mean, of course, they're still horses, but they just come and they just want to be around people and Mm -hmm. they just thrive on attention. And they're not, they're not high strung like a Frisian is. Not at all. (laughs) Excuse me. So. Tell us about your farm now. You've got 27 currently? We've got 27. Um, We have uh, two farms in Allegheny County, which is in northwest North Carolina. Um, We have the main farm, which is 36 acres. Then we have another 10-acre place. And then we have several um, places that we uh, lease for hay. We do our own hay. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a big ordeal every year. Yes, making sure that we do our own hay because, uh, you know, you have to fight the weather and the elements and and have good timing. But we always want to make sure that we have plenty of hay. And that's really the only way we can guarantee it is to do our own. But um, we have our river farm and we have our, um, our our main farm. My parents live on one side of the farm. Billy and I live on the other side of the farm. 
and Caleb has his his place there too. So he's a national guardsman with the Air National Guard, and so right. he comes up on weekends and helps us out and helps us do hay. So that's really but, sweet, nice. It's a family affair. It is. It truly is. So now, how many stallions do you have? I have two stallions right now. I'm growing out another one. Um, I really want to focus on homebreds. Um, I have Nick, who is a blue roan Tobiano, which um, most gypsies um, are black and white. That's what mm -hmm. they. That's what the breed is known for is the black and white Tobianos. But Nick mm -hmm. is a a blue and white, and he can also throw solids. So. Right. Um, we have him and we have um, SD Greatest Showman, who is a, um, he's technically a black horse, but he is a homozygous W20, which means he has the white splashes on him too. So it's kind of a mysterious gene that they're, they're still trying to trace down a little bit. So Right. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, now, what's your, your young one? He is a son of Showman because I've actually sold Showman to a friend in Washington State. And he'll uh -huh. be, after he breeds my mares, he'll be going out there. Um, but he he looks a whole lot like his daddy. So, mm -hmm. like I said, I want to focus on the homebreds. Right. Now, tell us a little bit about the, your bloodlines. What, you know, what is your, your theory with your bloodlines? Are you trying to, to do something in the same lines or do you crossbreeding or what's, what you got going on there? Well, I've got some favorite lines, and I'm trying to mix those lines together. Um, mm -hmm. I really love SD horses, which are from SD Farm in England. Mm -hmm. The gypsies originated from England and Ireland, and, um, you know, I'm, I love those farms over there. So yes. I love the hermit's bred horses. I love the clonanine bred horses. So um, I'm trying to take a mixture of those and what I see as being the best um, parts of each one of those lines and mix them together. But I, I really try to stay in between the the 13.3 to 14.2 hand high um, heavy cob is what I'm trying to breed. I want I want a gypsy that looks like a gypsy with the big apple butt, tons yep. of hair dripping off of them, you know, uh, tiny heads, tiny ears, you know, short, nice neck, um, just a really well-built, big chested horse is what I'm, is what I'm trying is I'm really trying to st stay true to type. Mm -hmm. So, um, and to be able to do that, we have, we have done some AI work too. I have some great vets at Healing Springs, large animals, Dr. Castle and Dr. And Dr. Milton, um, they do a great job for me. And, um, we have we've been able to um, do do some really good AI work and made some made some nice babies. Actually, one of my babies um, won the uh, the Gypsy National Championship uh, yearling this year down wow. in Bell, Texas. So yeah, really proud of him for that. So, um, but a lot of my horses are uh, imports. They they've come over um, across the pond from England and Ireland. So. I really love the old lines. That's really cool. I, I've seen them and, and what I've seen of them, they're magnificent creatures that you raise. Now tell us a little bit about the Gypsy Vanner history because I think that's so interesting. Well, the Gypsy Vanners, um, they were created by the uh, Romney Gypsy people um, from England and Ireland who are a nomadic people. And uh, you've, you've probably seen they travel in... 
they tra they're called travelers. Um, they travel in Vardos, which is round top uh, carts um, pulled by these horses. And they needed a horse that was pretty docile, that could kind of babysit the, the uh, gypsy children while the parents worked and uh, were trying to get everything done around their camp. So uh, they took fell ponies, dale ponies, Clydesdales, and they kind of mixed them all together and they, they developed the gypsy banner. So that's where it came from. And, you know, most of the gypsies were started out black mm -hmm. and uh, World War II came along. And uh, when that happened, uh, the, the army came in and took all their horses. So then they started crossing over to Tobiano colored because, you know, a Tobiano horse is not a great war horse. So right. Easy because to spot. You can't camouflage them. So uh, that's where the Tobiano really came about. But now in America, it seems like the Americans are trying to to uh, go back into the solid horses. We want to get the crazy colors, the roans, the silvers, the, the LP gene, the app gene in there. So, uh, you know, mixing in cream with it to get buckskins, get gruelas. So... That seems to be what's driving the market for gypsies right now. People want something besides the traditional black and white uh, Tobiano. So, but the first gypsy did not come to America until 1996. That's wow. the first. So they're relatively a new breed, and there's probably ten to eleven thousand in our registry compared to I don't know how many million quarter horses in the quarter horse registry. So right. You know they're they're not some, they're not a horse you see every day. So um, I get people asking me all the time, "Are those mini Clydesdales?" So right. <laughs> people just aren't very familiar with them yet. But um, they're uh, they're getting out there on calendars and movies, and um, the movie Heartland featured a gypsy. So um, people are starting to see them more. Yeah, you know Miranda Lambert um, shows a gypsy. Yep, I've seen her at the shows before. So yep. she's actually got three gypsies. Yeah. Yeah, I remember she was at the Feathered Classic show that I went to as well. Um, yep. So tell me, how versatile are gypsies as far as discipline? Yeah, you know, people ask me that question all the time. And they say, what do you do with a horse like this? And I tell them, you do anything you want to with a horse like this. They can be your pleasure mount. They can, you can trail ride them. You can uh, pull a cart with them. We even have people that are doing high-level dressage with them. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they they can do just about anything you want them to do. So, right. um, yeah, we um, a friend of mine in in Georgia, his um, his gypsy, I fi think finished top in the top six uh, world dressage championship. So, I mean, they can do anything. It is amazing how versatile that they they really and truly are. I've seen them in Western classes. Um, Marsha Sapp showed a gypsy for a while, and she she did Western dressage with it, and then she did Western classes with it. And, and that animal is incredibly beautiful, and oh, I believe yeah. they can do anything. Yeah, I, you're probably not going to win at the barrel race, but right, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, you never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so. What do you, what's on your bucket list for the future with your farm and your gypsies? 
Well, we've added some really nice mares uh, this year. Um, some what I what I consider to be top caliber mares this year, and um, you know we're we're just trying to again recreate that type. That's what we want, and um, we want people to know that when they come to New River Gypsy Vanners, they're 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 not going to see them all different shapes and sizes. They're they're going to be coming for a traditional cob. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that that's what we're trying to produce. And the number one thing to me is always temperament. If it doesn't have the temperament, it to me, it's it doesn't belong being a breeding animal. So because mm-hmm. that's what the gypsies are known for. You know, number two is confirmation. They need to be the right build. Um, you know, they were meant to be pulling animals, so they need mm-hmm. to have strong hind ends, strong legs, thick bone. Um, so that's number two. And then, you know, then you can get into the, the hair and the color and all that. But, um, you know, those are my top two criteria to be a gypsy. So um, there is a lot of specialized care for their, because they do have so much hair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, feathered horses always struggle with, with mites. So they don't get on people. They you know, they just, they stay on the horse and you really can't even see them. They're microscopic. So you have to treat their legs with ivermectin and keep their legs old with mineral oil to, you know, keep them from itching and stomping. So that's an ongoing battle. But um, Mm -hmm. other than that, I mean, they're a very healthy breed and they love my environment because it's so much like Ireland and England in Northwest North Carolina. It's not too hot. And they, I mean, when it was nine degrees last week, they were out there loving it. So, yes, I have actually gotten several horses from hot climates, Florida and New Mexico and California, because they just couldn't take the heat out there. So um, they have a hard time um, and suffering the heat. So we've ended up with several because of that. So. For those of you that aren't familiar with Sparta, North Carolina, Michelle lives in beautiful, very rugged mountainous area up close to the Virginia border. And I can see why the horses would love it because it, it would be like Ireland. It is. And they love our mountain grass and they're such easy keepers. I mean, you can keep a gypsy fat very, very easily. It's not like that they, you know, people say, well, don't they eat a whole lot? more than a you know a normal horse i said no they really don't no so, uh, they're they're about the same so that's really cool hey y'all this is lonnie from mule city specialty feeds located in Benson, north carolina it's almost springtime is your horse blooming does your horse have a shiny coat and healthy hooves how much extra time and money are you spending mixing supplements in the feed room when you could be enjoying your horse in the arena or out on the trail Then look no further, Mule City Specialty Feeds has a line of equine feeds that delivers maximum nutrition. From your performance horse to your weekend trail horse, our line of maximum nutrition equine feeds offers five different complete balanced formulas that will take you out of the feed room and into the saddle. In addition to equine feeds, we also offer complete feeds for your barnyard pets and livestock. For more details, visit our website at mulecity.com, follow us on Facebook, or give us a call at 1-800-587-9229. And don't forget, Mule City delivers.
Yeah. So but we um and you were asking about what we've got on tap. Just for this year, we're expecting 13 foals. Um, really excited about that because that's part of the fun is you know birthing the foals. We we have them on camera 24-7 and we're there when every one of them's born. We imprint them, which is fun. Yeah. You know, we 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 give them to their mama a few days and then we put them on halter and we're already starting to work with them. So um, that's a lot of fun, you know, breaking them and teaching mm -hmm. them. And they, they break down so easy because they're so smart and, um, you know, just getting them ready to go to their new homes. So um, I'm expecting the first foal in about 20 days. So wow. really excited about that. That That is so cool. That would be so much fun. Now, do do they usually give birth real easy when I, I used to breed quarter horses and 99% of the mares didn't want me to bother them and they were fine without me. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. They do fine on their yeah. own. Um, we usually stand at a distance and let them mm -hmm. do their thing, make sure they're positioned correctly. But right. Um, you know, the main thing is really good prenatal care. We have to take them off of fescue a couple of months before birth and, mm -hmm. You know, put them put them on something non fescue like alfalfa, Tim Timothy, something like that, because we right. do have the end of fight here. And you know, we we have a like I said, a great relationship with our vet who keeps a check on them, and uh, you know, we're making sure they're getting their selenium shots and mm -hmm. uh, you know their vitamin D. And most of the time, we don't have any problems at all. So that's good. Fortunately. Yeah, that's really good. They seem like the ideal horse. They are. I mean, I grew up with paints and quarter horses and I, I still love them, but I just couldn't imagine having anything but a gypsy now because just because they're so easy to deal with. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking I, in all the TV shows and things I've done in the past, it looked like gypsies were good from for little kids up to old people. You know, they, they just were, were a well-rounded, anybody kind of horse. They are. They are. And, um, you know, they they really lean on their person a lot, too. Um, you know, I, I sent one to Canada a few a few nights ago, actually. It's been about a week. And um, the, the transporters were trying to force him to get on the big rig, and he, he didn't want to go. And I was like, you guys don't understand. You you don't haul me gypsies, do you? And they said, no. And I said, you have to convince him that he wants to get on there and he'll get right up on there. And they kind of looked at me like, yeah, whatever. Well, I walked up the ramp and he followed right behind me. So Yeah. Yeah. They're they're willing to, to try anything for their human. So right. they just right. don't like to be pushed into it. Well, I'm kind of like that too nowadays. I find that if people push me, I tend to sit down like a mule. So I, I can identify. <laughs> I can too. <laughs> so how can people follow you and, and see what you have available and, and watch what as they come in along? Um, we have a website, which is um, www.newrivervanners.com. We have a Facebook page, which is... Uh, New River Vanners. So, uh, but you can find us there. You can Google search us and and find us. And uh, we love to have farm visitors. My mom especially loves to show off the horses. That is her favorite thing to do. So we welcome farm visitors and 
you know, we don't want anybody to feel pressured to buy one. These horses sell themselves. Right. And if you just want to come and see the horses, I mean, just a few weeks ago, we had someone, we had guests from Belgium who found us on the internet. They drove up from High Point, North Carolina to come and see the horses in the rain. They just wanted to be around them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we, we welcome farm visitors. We love to educate people about these horses because they're such a great breed. That is so nice, you know, that you let people just come and see them because they're like you said, there's not so many of them that the market's flooded with them. And it, once you meet them, you're going to fall in love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I worked toward I was like, you know, these horses are too expensive. It's going to take me forever to get one. But mm-hmm. I just set my sights on it and I set a goal and I started with one and then that turned into two and then I'd reinvest when mm-hmm. I got a baby and buy more. And, you know, I have a wonderful relationship with um, Ag Credit, which is um, our local agriculture credit union here in town. Mm-hmm. And they allow me to make like once a year payments. So That's I'll nice. get a baby and, you know, um sell that baby and then make my payment and that's mm-hmm. how I've been able to build the herd like I have so that's really come in handy to do that but it's so uh, nice that the financial institution understands agriculture and that this is a business investment you know you'll get is. your money back but it's not a quick investment it, you know it takes a while but money will be there exactly exactly so one um, of the folks I interviewed said that the Vanner prices do not really go up and down a whole lot they're pretty steady regardless of everything they and, do you know that that you're going to pay x amount of dollars for a vanner regardless of the economy that's and right. even even a half gypsy holds its value very well it does it does and you know gypsies cross out well with especially quarter horses paint mm-hmm. horses and halflingers there's a lot yeah. of those crosses out there mm-hmm. so um but yeah, people, that's becoming a very popular thing is to do the crosses. We um, we stand our stallions to the public. Um, well, just Nick right now, but um, we stand to the public and uh, we have we have all kinds of great horses coming in to well, he's got a lot of beautiful babies on the ground. So. I bet. I bet yeah. he does. I, he probably doesn't throw anything that's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my opinion, he does. He's just so sweet. So, yeah. But, um, all right so anything else you want to tell our listeners about the gypsies um just it's worth your while to check them out um they're wonderful horses um you know they're i just love the breed um they you know they do carry a a gene called pssm Mm -hmm. so our our herd is free of that um some people they say one marker doesn't hurt Two markers does. I, I mean, we just decided, we just made a conscious decision to breed with a PSSM-free um, herd because I right. don't believe in passing along any kind of genetic defect. So, um, but yeah, we, um, like I said, we welcome people and um, check out in your own area too and see if there's any gypsy farms and see if you can go visit, but check them out at it shows there's gypsy breed shows. Uh, we mm-hmm. showed at Lexington, Virginia this year. Not sure if they're going to have it again in 24, but if they do, we're planning on being there. But um, they're they're just a wonderful breed, and um, it, you know it's worth your time to check them out. You know, 
I researched them. <coughs> Excuse me. I researched them and in North Carolina. There's really not but three or four farms and they're almost all in the mountains. Yep. So that, yep. you know, makes sense that they would be happier there where it's cooler and it is that kind of topography. Yes, they, they love it. So, um, but yeah, um, we just love the breed and, and we think everybody else will too. All right. NewRiverVanners.com. Yes. All right. So you guys check them out. And if you're in the area, go up and see them. You might just fall in love and have to have one. Thank They're you like so potato much. Chips. <laughs> I, I believe me, I know. I um I appreciate you being on the show today. And as always, I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Our souls wander in similar places. Even though we may not know each other, we touch the same wind, we walk under the same sky, and our hearts wander in the same dreams. We are one women just like you and me. Thank you for listening.